The first word from the cross is found in Luke chapter 23, verses 30, verse 34. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Let's pray. Father, I come to you and I would ask that you would forgive me and cleanse me of any sin. And you'd fill me with your spirit. That you would speak through me to your people. And we as your people would not just be hearers of your word, but we would be doers of it. You wouldn't just stir us, but that you would change us. For Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We're going to pick up the story in the beginning of Luke chapter 23. Jesus has been arrested and he's been up all night. The religious leaders have taken him through six mock trials. Three of them are Roman and three of them were religious trials, but they are all illegal. It was illegal to have a trial at night, but the religious leaders wanted to railroad the Lord Jesus. He is beaten. He is whipped 39 times. They put a a thorn crown upon his head, a crown filled with thorns. They make fun of him. They ridicule him. They spit upon him. And then they made him carry his cross. But he's exhausted halfway and he can't carry it in any longer. So a Roman soldier grabs somebody out of the crowd and makes that person, that man, carry Jesus' cross up the hill Of Golgotha. There, the Roman soldiers lay Jesus down and they nail his hands to the cross. Then they fold his legs and they take a longer nail and they drive it to his legs and they pin him to the cross. Then they pick him up and they lay that cross in a hole and they drop it. And the first word Jesus says again is found in verse 34. And he says, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. When Jesus, in the scriptures, when it says Jesus said, that word said in the Greek expresses a continuous repeated action. In other words, the Lord Jesus Christ continued to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus, when he makes that statement, Father, forgive them, the word forgive literally means to release, to let go, to not hold accountable, to cancel their debt. Cancel the debt. That's what that word means in the Greek. So when Jesus is hanging on the cross, what he's saying is he's saying, Father, release them. Father, let them go. Father, don't hold them accountable. Father, cancel their debt. Many of you know that I have three sons and one daughter. And my youngest son, I've told you the story about how he was sick. He was sick for 57 days, in and out of the hospital 12 different times. Doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with my son. He would drink water, and the moment he would drink a sip of water, he would throw it back up. He could not drink anything for 57 straight days. And I remember when the doctors finally took us into the doctor's office and looked at Tammy and I and said, we have no solution We have no way of solving this problem. We're encouraging you to go, to go to to the Cleveland Clinic. We walked out of that office and then Jesus stepped in. Oh yeah. Jesus stepped in and he healed my son. Literally healed him completely. But you know, a miracle is free. 
But health care isn't. Not for me, at least. And a month later, we got a check in the, we got a bill, I should say, in the mail from the hospital. A bill that I had no way that I could pay for. And then two weeks later, I got a letter in the mail. An anonymous letter. And in that letter was a check, a check for the exact amount of that bill. And when I finally turned in that check to the hospital, my debt was canceled. And Jesus not only healed my son, but canceled my debt. That's what Jesus was saying from the cross. Father, forgive them. Cancel their debt. Release them. Do not hold, them against, do not hold this against them. Meanwhile, the soldiers were dividing up the clothes by casting lots. Verse 35 says, the people stood watching, the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others, let him save himself if he's God's Messiah, the chosen one. And Jesus just continued to say, Father, forgive them. Then in verse 36, it says, the soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him vinegar wine and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And Jesus continued to say, Father, Forgive them. Then in verse 38, it says, There was a written notice above, his, above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. That word hurled means he pounded him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. And Jesus just continued to, continued to say, Cancel their debt, Father. Cancel their debt. Forgive them. Jesus had no intention of coming down from the cross. He was not there to save himself. He was there to save them. He was there to save you. He was there to save me. For he was there to be a substitute, to pay our penalty of our sin, to cancel our debt. But what's amazing to me, they just continued to mock him. Could you imagine for a moment? Just imagine. That you're angry at somebody. You're hurling insults at them. And they stand there and they say, I forgive you. I forgive you. And you keep hurling insults. I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I love you. Wouldn't you sooner or later stop screaming at that person? Thank God there were some who were eyewitnesses of Jesus who finally realized what he was saying. And they believed, and their sins were forgiven. Their sins were forgiven. One of them was one of the criminals. Now, Robbie's going to come right after me and talk about him, so I'm not going to revert to the criminal other than to say to you, he responded to Jesus. But there was another. There was another one who came to know Christ at the cross, who was saved, And his job on that day was to crucify the Lord Jesus Christ. That was his job. He was the centurion. Look what it says in Mark chapter 15, verse 39. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. And Jesus was hanging on the cross and the centurion heard an unexpected prayer. He didn't, he couldn't believe it. Jesus did not pray that he would die. He didn't pray that God would curse the religious leaders 
or even the people or the Roman soldiers. No, he prayed that God would forgive them. Forgive them. And he prayed it over and over again. Now, this Saturian, this Roman soldier, he was a hard man. He had a hard job. His job was to crucify the enemies of the state, the criminals of Rome. He had done this maybe a hundred or maybe a thousand times. He has seen a number of men die on a cross. And he knew the behavior that those men had on the cross. See, men on the cross, they cursed. They cursed their father, their mother. They cursed the day that they were born. They screamed. They cried. They prayed that they would die. They hurled insults. They blasphemed. They sent blasphemies from the cross. But the centurion had never heard anybody pray that God would forgive those who were killing him. Never heard anybody do that. And the centurion heard Jesus praying and as these men and people mocked him. And as he heard Jesus pray for him, he thought to himself, who is this man? For the centurion had never seen a man die on the cross like Jesus was dying. Now this past week, I looked it up. I looked up what Roman historians and philosophers had to say about the people, about the way people died through crucifixion. And this is what I found. I found from the historian Seneca that those who were being crucified would normally curse everybody. Blasphemy. Blaspheme from the cross. Even their own mothers and fathers they cursed. They cursed even the day they were born. Then I read from the Roman philosopher Cicero that the executioners would sometimes cut off the tongues of the criminals so that the soldiers would not have to listen to their screaming and cursing. Now, who did that? The centurion. But he didn't have to cut the tongue of Jesus out because Jesus was praying, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And the centurion was impacted by those prayers. And this one was indifferent, but now he believes. He understood and realized that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. Now, Jesus offered forgiveness then, and he offers forgiveness today. Do not, do not walk out of here and be uncertain. Be certain today. For Jesus is saying the same words again to you. Father, forgive them. Don't walk out of here with this shame and guilt any longer. Don't walk out of here allowing your fear and your secrets hold you hostage. Don't do it. Transfer your trust from yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. For Jesus died in your place. Remember what Jesus said. Jesus said this. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. What he was saying is, I tell you the truth, I am the way to eternal life. And there's no other way. Remember, Jesus dies on the cross, yes. But we're going to celebrate on Sunday the fact that Jesus Christ walked out of the grave and he lives. And because he died for your sin and he walked out of that grave, he has power over your sin and over death. And he alone has all the power and authority to forgive you of your sin and to give to you eternal life. Walk out of here certain like the criminal on the cross and like the centurion did that day. They believed and they knew that they had met the son of God. Meet him today.
Now, I've been doing this for 15 plus years, same service, and I know that some of you will leave early. And I'm asking you right now to be certain, to pray, to pray a prayer, this prayer. The prayer doesn't save you, but Jesus does. Respond to him. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to save you. Let's all kneel together and let's pray together. Oh, merciful God, grant me yet again your forgiveness. Forgive and cleanse me from my sins and blot them out of the book of your remembrance. Give me faith so to lay hold of your own holiness and so to rejoice in the righteousness of Christ my Savior, that resting on his merits rather than on my own, I may more and more become conformed to his likeness, my will becoming one with his obedience to your will. All this I ask for his holy name's sake. Amen.